0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 126. What metrics should you be tracking to measure your SEO success? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Today's episode is brought to you by AWeber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal for all Digital Marketing Radio listeners, and that's a 60-day free trial with the email marketing software provider I use, AWeber. Lock in your 60 day free trial, plus view a video that I've recorded on the three reasons why I use their service at aweber.com slash DMR. So just go to aweber.com slash DMR to get started today. The big interview with David Bain. I'm David Bain, and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Now, today I'm joined by a man who started his own digital agency in 2007 and transformed it into an SEO-focused agency in 2012, quickly becoming a leader in the Romanian market. Welcome to DMR, Cosmin Negrescu. Hey, thank you for having me tonight. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great, great to have you here. Well, so you can find Cosmin over at seomonitor.com. So, Cosmin... Is being a good SEO all about um, being a good scientist, would you say? Just knowing the figures, knowing the formulae, or do you need to be an artist as well to be a great SEO? Oh,
1: I think uh, today you have to be an all-in-wonder to be a, a, a very good SEO. So it's not only like, uh, being a, a scientist, but uh, you have to be a good marketer, you have, a, have to be a good communicator, a good project manager. Uh, you have to need uh, you need the people skills because you have to work with lots of people in order to implement your ideas. So um, yeah, I think uh, first it's hard to be just um, uh, an SEO. You have you need more like a team in order to to do SEO today. But uh, being a scientist definitely helps a lot.
0: Okay, and so the thing I was wondering is, um, if you're a good scientist, um, does that mean that you're naturally less likely to be a good communicator, a good content marketer as well? Is it really possible to have both hats on and do everything?
1: Um, I, I think you can uh, have the both hats on, but um, you will not be as good as uh, one that focuses on uh, his thing. So um I think it's good to have a little bit of everything and put the, all the pieces together pieces together and uh try to find uh, people that are very good in their field in order to implement your ideas.
0: Okay. Um so obviously SEO has changed um quite a bit over, over the last few years. What what would you say are the main changes that you've seen since you've become heavily involved in SEO? <laughs> the
1: biggest change is that um Uh, We're not spamming anymore.
0: (laughs) Are you missing spamming?
1: (laughs) Not really. No, I I really enjoy uh, this age of SEO. Yeah. All all this focus on uh, building high-quality content, um, engaging uh, people with the the content, earning links. I think um, that's the way we should do it. And I think it's more fun.
0: So are you saying that it's not right at all to ask for links nowadays?
1: Asking for links? uh, No, I don't think that's um, a good approach. I think you should really earn them. And uh, there are so many possibilities to do that.
0: Not even if you pick up the phone to someone or ask someone face-to-face. Obviously, you don't particularly want an email record of you uh, sending out an email. Of course. Yeah.
1: But the chances to get the link and to be, um, an important one, uh, are not so high.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's lovely how it's, um, evolved certainly because, um, I mean, I've been involved in SEO for a long time myself as well, and I remember the days when you could rank very high for competitive keyword terms for doing things like submitting articles and even doing horrible things like spinning text within articles as well. And it's it's more fulfilling to be involved with SEO now, for sure. Okay, for sure. Um, well, let's talk metrics then. Um, what would you say are the most important metrics to consider tracking? In SEO now to to see how well you're doing.
1: So there there's a specific approach that uh, we developed for our agency, and uh, because it worked, we translated that into our app, SEOmonitor.com. So um, from the first moment we switched to uh, focus a focus uh, SEO company, we started to feel that what we were measuring was not um, right, was misleading. For example, in 2013, not provided went up to 80% plus. Mm. And uh, that was a big issue um, because we couldn't get the non-brand organic traffic anymore. So we couldn't filter by keywords. Uh, And I think that's uh, the first step um, in measuring uh, SEO performance as um, something that can translate in uh, visits and revenue as a final result. Um, so the first thing that we need to do is to uh, segment the, the organic traffic in branded and non-branded. And that's because the branded traffic is really uh, another form of direct traffic. It's the same thing if I'm, uh, I can be in the same stage as um, a visitor if I'm searching for Amazon uh, in Google or I'm just writing their address in the browser. So in order to look at the SEO performance and to take credits for that, uh, we really need to split the two. Uh, and because we were only uh, offering SEO services, we were just one piece in the, the, our client's marketing. Uh, so we had to, to really be good at uh, communicating our results. And um, that was a, a, an important move we did. Uh, we took... The, the keywords on landing pages from Google Webmaster Tools, because they are still visible there. And the traffic data on landing pages from Google Analytics or um, other tracking software. And we merged the data to landing page. So we, uh, we take the visits and the conversions and bounce rate and every other metric on each landing page uh, from organic traffic. Uh, and we uh distribute them proportionally to their correspondent keywords in Google Webmaster Tools or Search Console today.
0: Okay. So even though Google are hiding um the majority of the phrases that people are typing in for organic uh, keyword phrases, you can still get a lot of good quality information out of Google exactly. Analytics. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's and it's pretty accurate. It's the most accurate way we we can uh, we can do it.
0: Okay. And um, do you think that uh, the usefulness of Google um, Search Console is improving now? Um, Are they continually adding more aspects to it uh, to actually make it more useful for webmasters?
1: Uh, In in some ways, yes. Uh, But they are uh, are trying to limit the information that we can access. So um, with the new Search Console, we can now see up to 1,000 rows. So that's, uh, it's a, a bigger limitation yeah. than uh, we had uh, before. So they are giving something, they are taking something.
0: And Are, are you still confident that um, they will be providing this information in a year's time, in two years' time? Are you concerned that um, they might take even more away in the future?
1: I think they will keep the data there, but uh, even if they uh, will remove it, the keyword data, uh, we can still find ways to, to get uh, something with uh, lower accuracy, like uh, we can search for keywords in SEMrush data.
0: Okay, okay. So, so We um,
1: still have some leverages there, but definitely uh, it will um, impact the accuracy.
0: Would you say that most smaller businesses are aware of looking at data within Google Analytics or Webmaster Tools or are not really? Most small businesses just don't know much about that kind of thing.
1: Um, For sure they're looking um, in Google uh, Analytics, but uh, I'm... I think they are not uh, using it. Uh, they are not uh, make the most out of it. Okay. They they don't use uh, the really valuable insights from from uh, Google Master Tools and Analytics, of course.
0: So, if someone was just logging into um, Google Analytics and um, the Search Console, um, what are the most important um, metrics to be looking at within there? Then,
1: uh, if we we are talking about SEO, yeah, um, of course, it's good to understand. Uh, more about the demographics uh, to understand um, what are what is the audience that we have there, uh, and we have plenty of information. Uh, we also can um, find uh, so much information about their experience on the website. Uh, what are their, what are uh, the pages? Uh, which are the pages that um, uh, lose the traffic? Um, the most, and try to to understand and get some insights in how to keep them there and convert them, because um, uh, most of the traffic uh, is for sure lost. So you can uh, find different ways to to get at least uh, their de- uh, details um, into HubSpot.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so HubSpot's a tool that you use, is it? Oh yes. Yeah. And it's one of
1: those tools
0: that I can't live without. Okay, okay. You're jumping to the next section here.
1: (laughs) Um, Um, You you asked me about um, the metrics that we should uh, uh, measure today for SEO performance. And I've I've talked about the non-brand organic traffic, which I think is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something more. We we still need those rankings. uh, Because the rankings are, are the core SEO measurement. But there's a problem with the rankings we need rankings for thousands of keywords in order to have um, a pool of data that is relevant the problem when we do that is that is that we can't understand if we're going better or worse for from one day to another because they are too many and they are so different mm. they have different search volumes they have different trends they have different ranks and. Um, If we don't measure that, don't put that into one indicator, uh, we will not get something relevant. And I think this is the most important thing that we're doing right now is is the visibility score. And what we do is is when we look at a list of keywords and we have their ranks and their search volumes, we change, uh, we put everything together we, we take into consideration the ranks and their uh, correspondence CTR and the search volumes to really understand how visible we are. And if we lose uh, a good position on a high search volume keyword, it will impact more the visibility score than um, a low search volume keywords, keyword. And, and that's something that we need in order to um, do this empirical process of learning from our actions. So, in order to correlate our activities with the results that we get, we need this visibility score because it's fast, it's accurate, it's easy to measure, and that way we we understand we did that and that's the result. And we can segment um, and isolate uh, some of the activities and the results, uh, putting different cal- cal- calculating different visibility scores on. Landing pages that are triggered by a specific list of keyword, or uh, keywords that we're um, optimizing for on page or on site. So uh, that's something very important because we can learn some uh, some uh, something from ex- the, uh, the other experts' experience, reading blog articles or attending conferences or having um, a chat about a subject. Mm. But we take that and we have to validate it. It's not that it will work for sure in our circumstances, in our market, uh, in this moment, not uh, two weeks ago when it worked for somebody else, and in our industry or our client's industry. So we, we, we can take ideas and we test them uh, using the visibility score because that way we have uh, a metric and we can measure the results of our activities. And after that, we translate the visibility into non brand organic traffic and we look at the results. And that's the way um, we uh, also gain some control when we uh, estimate our results, when we do our forecast and try to understand where we can get in 12 months from now, for example.
0: But can a visibility score also give you an indication of the volume of traffic as well? Or is it simply an indicator as to how you're performing in relation to the keyword phrases that you rank somewhere for?
1: It can be translated uh, in in traffic, of course, um, using some CTRs um, for, for from each uh, keyword rank with uh, the corresponding search volume, so we can estimate the traffic. That's how we estimate the traffic of the competitors, but uh, that's not the the real value of the um, of this indicator. It, it just brings um, a new way of um, understanding if you're if you're doing good or not okay in uh, such so, so
0: it's a better metric then for an SEO professional to report to a marketing director with then. Uh,
1: it's the visibility score is not that um, tangible mm. as the traffic is but the visibility score can um, it's like measuring apples with apples comparing apples to apples and that's very important because you have the initial state or when you started the campaign, for example, and the final state. And you can now see the the results in visibility in rankings. And uh, if you put that on the non-band organic traffic chart, you can understand where the, the non-band organic traffic was influenced by the visibility okay. and when by seasonality that's the problem uh with looking only at the organic traffic even if you have the non-brand organic traffic it, the, the the major problem is that uh it has seasonality trends uh it can have uh, a different trend in summer than in spring or uh, in weekends than in work days so we we isolate that uh, seasonality and we take the the visibility score to Uh, go through the feedback loop and the um, empirical process and find our way to achieve um, the goal that we set up.
0: Got you, okay. So it's more of um, a light rather than a destination. The visibility yeah,
1: exactly. Score. Exactly, you yeah. said very, very good. Okay,
0: um, you mentioned the word demographics as as, as well earlier on. I am um, also intrigued about your experience within the Romanian market compared with um, the UK and maybe the US as well. Do you find that Google's search algorithm is quite different in different com- uh, countries? Is it possible t- to rank websites in, for instance, Romania more easily, or using different techniques? Compared with the UK, or is is that not something you've really seen?
1: Um, it's clear that Google um, Google's algorithm uh, is working differently, depending m- more um, on how the industry in that specific market um, is doing their marketing. Right. Um, we we still have industries uh, in which the exact match domain. Is not affecting uh, their SEO performance. And that's because no one has a brand there. So if if there's an industry without uh, a powerful uh, brand or brands, uh, you can still uh, rank for exact match domains. Uh, But the difference between uh, the markets is their dimension. So uh, here, for example, um, the biggest e-commerce has about... Two million searches per month for over their brand name, uh, and um, maybe in the UK uh, it's it's much more more uh, higher the, the, the searches on the brand. So yeah. it's it's clear that it will be harder for a startup to to uh, rank there. Mm-hmm. So it's more about um, the industry in a specific market that will change at uh, a difficult level of
0: uh, of a campaign. Got you. Okay, so what you're saying is that um, it's not necessarily that Google's algorithm has started off differently, it's just that it hasn't had the opportunity to learn because the market isn't as evolved.
1: Um, I think it, uh, it is learning, mm. but it is it is adapting to the circumstances of uh, that per- particular niche okay. uh, in that market. So uh, if if we are average an, an average website will, will rank if uh, uh, there, there's a high, um, a very powerful brand and with uh, a lot of marketing activity to be harder to get there if you, if you don't uh, follow the same um, uh, activity level.
0: Got you, got you. Okay, and, and just to close off this section, I'd just like to get your thoughts a little on the future of SEO. Um, so we see things like um, Apple and perhaps Facebook evolving. We see things like voice search uh, evolving. What do you think are some of the most important considerations um, going to be over the next year or two for the future of SEO?
1: uh so first I don't think s e o will ever die if we will still use search engines yeah uh it will just adapt uh to the new rules so i'm not uh really uh, scared or um concerned about how the um search engines will evolve because i i, I know for sure that uh we' will'll will follow their rules we 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 are following the rules we 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 don't um innovating in any any way uh, other than continuing to do what uh, it is working today. So we don't spam anymore. We do more content marketing. We try to build brands. Uh, we adapt to the new rules that Google sets or whatever new uh, search engine will set. As If the, we are still um searching in google even if uh, they will personalize the um the search results for each person for sure we will understand what um what we have to do to be more visible there so we just adapt and that's our mission with uh, our product with seo monitor we, we just try to un- to, to bring uh, a new approach that helps us as SEOs to cope with this challenging environment, uh, with this uh, environment of extreme uncertainty.
0: I could think of so many um, other questions actually uh, moving on from that, Uh, but um, you've given us a lot to think about um, already in that section there. So I'll tell you what, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on where your thoughts on digital marketing in general has been and where it's heading. So starting off with...
1: Software I couldn't live without.
0: So what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Uh,
1: so first, I think um, it will hurt a lot if I wouldn't have uh, Google Apps. Okay. So it's not about marketing; it's about productivity of uh, uh, my team. So I can I, 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 I would definitely um, can't live without Google Apps. And um, if we're talking about the the marketing of our product, HubSpot is uh, definitely on the list it's in the first place. Uh, and that's because it does uh, magical stuff there. Uh, tracking everything and giving us uh, the possibility to uh, have different uh, client profiles and understand uh, their uh, activity and um, have some insights and automate marketing and communication. That's something amazing.
0: HubSpot. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, here's a slightly more challenging question though. And um, what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future.
1: <laughs> so our CTO insists that they should start using LastPass. <laughs> what what's it called? Sorry? LastPass. Oh, LastPass, yes,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 They they've but, just been bought bought by another company recently. I can't and remember who it uh, was, but they, they've been...
1: I will definitely start using it. <laughs> but uh, there are, I'm sure there are lots of great tools out there. Uh, it's really hard to prioritize this tool discovery until it really hurts. So that's our real challenge with SEO Monitor because we know we've built a great tool, uh, but it's really hard to get that minimum attention spam of our audience to really see the benefits of the product.
0: Well... Um... I'll include links to all the, um, all the software that you, rec- you um, re- recommended and, and mentioned there within the show notes, certainly here. Um, of
1: course, our agency is using uh, all the tools that everybody is recommending, like uh, BuzzSumo, BuzzStream, SEMrush, Majestic, uh, and uh, DeepCrawl for technical analysis. They are all great tools.
0: <laughs> now you're just trying to give me a lot of work by finding all those links to include in the show notes. But no, 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 no problem. No, they're they're great resources. They
1: earned the links. The links they really earned them. Ex- so they're, they're a great products.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And moving on to. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
1: Wow, it took me. Five years to learn a very important word, uh, which is focus. Mm-hmm. So, when I started in two thousand and seven, uh, uh, my agency was delivering all kind of digital marketing uh, services, and uh, after five years, um, I learned that if I, I'm focusing on just one niche, uh, on just one market, one specific. Uh, client profile, we will definitely succeed. So that was some, uh, a very important moment in my career. And uh, it made a, a, a synergy with the Blue Ocean strategy. Uh, and that's why we started uh, to focus only on SEO in uh, 2012. I, it was because if you're a startup or you're a small company, you have Limited resources. So, if you focus those resources on just one thing, you will definitely uh, su- succeed there. And if you have the opportunity to be a blue ocean strategy, so when it's an unexplored uh, um, market, something that is not really uh, doesn't have a, a big competition there, it's not a red ocean. If all the fish are, are going in this direction, uh, the idea of the Blue Ocean strategy is to go in the other dire- direction, to explore new territories. So uh, in our market, uh, this industry of uh, search engine optimization uh, was was uh, very uh, low. We There were very big brands that are, were not accessing the service at that moment. So that was an opportunity for us to focus and go directly to that uh, client profile. And we, we succeeded.
0: So do you think that you're focused enough now? Or do you think you can get even more focused than you currently are?
1: For sure, we're, we're focused with the agency and the product as well. Uh, the product is not doing everything. Uh, it's not solving all the problems in, in SEO. We're just trying to, to bring uh, a, a very good approach in measuring SEO because uh, that way I think we gain more control in, uh, in this challenging environment. Uh, Of course, there's another uh, defocusing issue when you're focusing on the product and on one business, but uh, you're defocused inside the the company, inside the product. So we can start different, uh, more features or different um, things that can uh, affect our productivity.
0: And do you base your product development based upon what you think is right to do or is it largely your customer requests that drive future development?
1: So at the beginning, um, in the beginning, we started to, uh, with our agency. Our ag- agency was the first client of the product. So that's why we we were sure we are building something valuable because we solved the problems of our agencies and we thought thought there are so many agencies out, out there that need uh, the same solution. So... Um, after we launched and we started to have other clients, we started to listen to them. Of course, we have uh, our direction, we know exactly where we're going, um, but we definitely, we prioritize features um, depending on our uh, the feedback of our clients. But we had feedback that we, we didn't implement because it wasn't aligned with our um, vision.
0: Okay, good answer. Okay, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions and just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So raise the go. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? (laughs) Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations?
1: One-on-one relations.
0: Paid search or SEO? Of course SEO. Email contact form or telephone number?
1: Email contact form.
0: Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Both. And local marketing or global marketing?
1: It depends, but we want global marketing.
0: So um, social subscriber or email subscriber was both. Um, Majority people, the vast majority of people, favor email subscriber over social subscriber. Um, So do you think that um, social has a significant impact on SEO? Yes,
1: uh, for sure. We think uh, the engagement that we get... um, on, our, uh, on all the content that we, we publish uh, and will we'll give us more uh, visibility and more SEO um, power to our website. It's, um, it's not the the social signals directly, mm. but it's more an in, indirect uh, signal. The $10,000 question.
0: If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: That's funny because, um, uh, the partners from our investment investment fund asked me the same question, but with 2 million,
0: (laughs) I'm not going to give you 2 million. I'm not even going to give you 10, 10, 10,000, but let's pretend. (laughs) But
1: for with 10,000, um, I will travel to meet people that could help me grow the business.
0: Incredible. Okay. And, um, you wouldn't do the same with 2 million, would you? you, you oh, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs>
1: that, that's another thing.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's, that's intriguing that your answer relates to relationships rather than anything um, in terms of driving traffic to your site. How, you, how do you measure the actual ROI of a re- relationship?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't jump... To, to, to start um, from the beginning to measure uh, the success of the uh, relation. Uh, but m- more, I'm looking back and connect the dots and uh, I find some sometimes some really uh, important links to, to the moment that we are right now, like in, in my career with our company. Um, and it, it's very interesting to do that, to just think how... Many important things, good things, happened just because you met one person, and you, you, at that moment, you you wouldn't um, think about uh, having such a great impact in your in your future.
0: Okay, so if you are a business that um, isn't confident with your product or service at the moment, um, rather than spend any money on marketing it, probably the best thing you can do is build relationships. Would you say? For sure, yeah. Intriguing. Okay, uh, that just takes us up to my number one takeaway. So, um, Cosmo, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation. Lots of interesting information. But what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses?
1: So, I think um, if it's just one advice, I would uh, I would say uh, the focus one. Um, if from for me as an entrepreneur and in the marketer, it, uh, it's the focus on on the product or service that I want to market and to grow that is is very important. Um, is the focus on the on the on the um, the area where we think we are great for the people that need the most uh, the solution that we're building or the service that we we're, we're providing.
0: Have you read the book The One Thing? not yet no it's um i i do another podcast um called business book of the month um businessbookofthemonth.com it's on um blab as well and just on a monthly basis and me and um three other podcasters in the uk all read the same book every month and then re- review it as part of a discussion so last month we read the one thing and that sounded like that's what you were talking about because um the one thing is all about distilling everything you do into where are you going ultimately and what are you doing today and what's the most important one thing that you should be doing in order to accomplish that um, one, most, one most important long-term goal. So it's a very interesting book.
1: Yeah, that, that's a nice way to put it. Uh, I, I learned the focus, um, I think, from uh, some professors from the, the MIT okay. uh, back in 2012 when I um, joined a business mentoring program. But then I found many books and articles uh, where I read the same the same thing. The problem is that most of the times we, we read some very good um, advice, but we don't implement it.
0: It's knowing what advice to implement, because it's it's easy to get advice from many people in many places. But it's, it, it's knowing what advice to say no to and what advice to run with and uh, implement in your business.
1: I think it's the experience uh, that matters, so um, we can get advice at some point uh, and we can uh, implement it two years after just because uh, we connected some ideas and our experience will uh, give us the gut feeling that now is the moment to implement that particular idea.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I reckon that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do?
1: Oh, I travel a lot. I attend most of the uh, important events mm. in the search industry. Um, and of course, the classical ways now, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook,
0: We'll include links to com and um, your Twitter and um, all the other links you mentioned um, in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. So, um, wonderful. Yeah. Thanks um, so much for, for joining us. Thanks, David. And um, thank you, dear listener, as well, for joining us as well. So, if you like what you heard, I really appreciate your feedback. So, if you're listening to this um, as an audio podcast on iTunes, just go to digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes. That'll open up the app and hopefully you can... Um, find it in your heart to leave an honest rating and review that'd be fab um and finally i'm also hosting a, a brand new live show every friday called this week in organic so head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that and that actually just um redirects back to a blab as well so i'm doing that in blab as well so that's all for now until we meet again adios and um thank you again Cosman.
1: bye-bye